I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is a double dose of the SC Report with JT and Lakey, and this time we're talking all trades and captains and everything else coming out of the Round 8 news. Lakey, good to have you back, mate. Oh, mate, it's good to hear your voice for the second time this week. Beautiful. We only uh, got to do it be? once last week. We got the shot. We did. <laughs> we did do it. Well, we got one go at it, and it never made it to air. You, Benny G, and I had uh, well, one of the great... Too, yeah. One of the great three ways of our time, and it didn't make it to air. How devastating. No, that one was just kept in the private chamber, mate. That one's just for us. Yeah, absolute listener party only for that one. Anyway, we're here to talk round eight teams. Oh, we've already talked round eight teams. What am I talking about? We're here to talk trades. The other T word. Uh, we're going to talk buy rounds, given they're the hot topic. Um, big question marks around them this year and some strategies around those and what we're going to have to look at coming into the round 13 and 17 bye weeks and also some of the big trade weeks or just the one uh, that we have in the middle of round 15, 16. We'll talk about that one. You've gone to the Twitter sphere to get some uh, questions from some of your fans out there. So got a couple of very pertinent points raised and a couple of not so pertinent ones from some of our mates. We'll go through all of them. Finish on the uh, trade-ins and trades-out for the week and then also who we're trading in and trading out and possibly captaining, vice-captaining. The usual, mate, let's not, uh, uh, before we get into it all, though, as we said last night, got a massive prize for the best review that we get left on iTunes. Because I don't know if you have, you had a chance to look through some of the ones there? I did hear yep. you say you're uh, too embarrassed to go through, but they're all about the volume, right? Yeah, that's it. We're trying what we can to. We have fixed it, I, I believe. JT and I have fixed it. Um, still, maybe some issues with guests and whatnot, but it, I feel like it's a lot better. We've taken those comments to hand and um, done what we can to uh, fix the problem. But so, yeah, if there's any other issues or um, considerations or suggestions that you have for us, or you just want to give us some stick, jump on there, leave us a review. Make the funnier the better. We can't wait. I heard um, Mrs. Uh, Wenin last week or the week before piped in with, you know, it was Lakey recording in a toilet because it was echoing. So <laughs> she served me one there. She doesn't even listen to the pod. She just heard it in the background and just decided to to throw me it's right. Best place. Like, yeah. Just acoustics in there, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I mean, whatever criticisms you have, the funnier the better, as we said. And what's the grand prize, mate? Grand prize. Something that money can't buy and um, you'll be able to tell your grandkids about. You get invite onto the uh, Sunday Rap podcast with Mr. JT himself um, talking all things Cowboys and probably nothing else. But get in there, get your voice heard, start your podcasting career doesn't matter where you were ranked in Supercoach. It doesn't matter for me because I'm 17,000th and I'm still doing this bad one. But you get to hear this live on air. What could be? What could go better? And oh, I'll have my video on. Far too much, on. if you ask me. But you know, Each to their own. So I'm sure there's a Cowboy fan out there who'd love to jump on and talk about the three wins in a row you guys have put together. Oh, it'll be four after after this Sunday and five after whenever we get the, the winning uh, reviewer on. But please leave us a review. We always love to read them. So there you go. And we're, we keep it to an eight-drink maximum just for professionalism sakes. Anyway, nonetheless, so we've digressed. Lakey, buys, uh, round 13 and round 17. We talked a couple of weeks ago about these just because we're trying to keep it front of mind in all the sort of trade moves that we're doing. We've got about five weeks to go, I think maybe 11 trades between now and then, something like that. Having a look at some of the sides, Dragons, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers, Storm, Titans, Knights, and the Eels are going to play that all-important round 13 bye week. Now, I don't know if you're like me and you're doing terribly. Are you doing terribly? Um, Just inside the 10K, I'm about 9.3, so I wouldn't say I'm great, but... um... 
So you're doing terribly. So if you're like me, you need to, you need to absolutely kill it over these bye weeks yeah. to have any chance of the top 1K, top you know, 500, whatever it might be. And they are big moving weeks. Like I think back to some some weeks where I've um, really tried to challenge for the, the top and the pointy end of the comp, and it's been tackling those bye weeks and trying to get 16, 17 players in both. Uh, good players, maybe not so good players. It always uh, tends to be a bit more luck than anything. But I think you've sort of at a minimum got to have 15 for both. Uh, but I think if you really want to shoot up the rankings, you've almost got to have a full team for both, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's going to be tough to do that, but um, you get as many as you can. And the way I look at it is um, you can have a full squad of 17, but if you're running like the, you know, Uto Ikemanus or Spencer Lenios mm. of the world and just, you know, snagging a 30 here and there, or you can get a gun who's going to get you a 70. Um, you're better off with qual- quality over quantity in those regards. So even if you can only pull a 15, 14 sort of players, but they're all premium guns, you're going to be better off than just throwing the scrap heap in there. I don't know, Matt. I kind of disagree. I reckon warm bodies over quality because I have tried for so many years to try and get the perfect gun for this round here, and for whatever reason, they just seem to fall apart. It's a weird, it's a weird game. You can't buy weeks when o- can't Oregon do it. There's no gone. such thing as the perfect gun. There is not a thing. <laughs> um, and it, it was Teddy to start the year, and we know what's happened there. So it's just you do what you can. For, for me, I've got the Utoikamanus and the Lenius. Um, they're someone I personally will probably looking to hold on to unless something happens. Um, so the warm bodies are there, but. Um, you know, if something better comes up, I'm not going to hesitate in, in pulling the pin for a trade. That uh, is a fair point. And if we look at some better things, so we've got a list of names here, and I think we rattled most of these off last time, but it's worth going through them again. Just some of the top guys who we don't think will feature in Origin who will play this round 13 weeks. So if we go through top to bottom, at the fullbacks, we've got Matt Dufty and Dylan Edwards. So those guys... Um, electric at the best of times in a against depleted sides. I think Dufty's got the Broncos of all teams that week as well. Um, fullback, we know, is just such a profitable position in this day and age. But if you're carrying the likes of Turbo, Teddy, uh, potentially even Gutho, um, did have him down here as a potential, but the way he's playing could see him suit up in some capacity in that origin side there. If you're running with all those sort of guys, um, it's... It, it's sort of a week where you need a good fullback, right? Yeah, absolutely. The fullbacks are just putting points on the board at the moment. I think I haven't checked this week, but as of last week, there was something like seven fullbacks, starting fullbacks, who are averaging over 70 points per game. So if you go on without one of those guys, you, you're giving away points for no particular reason. So grabbing someone who can do that on the buy period when the Tedesco's, Turbo's, Latrell's, uh, Pappenhausen's, Ponger's, potentially Gutho's, I can go on. But um, they're all going to be missing. So if you can get a guy who's going to pump out a 65 to 70 points at that position and um, possibly much, much more, then you're laughing. That's your that's your get-out-of-jail-free ticket. And if you look at the the Ford stocks here, Pangai Jr., he's, uh, I think, number three trade-in target for this week, but he's a gun that should play in that round 13 bye week for the Broncos. He's been in decent form getting starting minutes as well. So if you're keeping an eye on him, you've got an added bonus that he will be a genuine gun for that week. Uh, Nathan Brown, I had his name down a couple of weeks ago. I've kept it on. He's had a very weird run of form. I think he had a 30 last week. He's just not kicked on and I think Wenon owns him he's been a bit disappointing but Nathan Brown I can see in a you know against a depleted outfit he's the kind of guy that'll just find his mojo bump off a billion tackles throw some offloads Brown's one of those guys he's got the history and he's got and we know what he can do he's great on his day but the Eels have just picked up Papali'i who's killing it you've got Maddo Mm. to come back Bryce Cartwright's all of a sudden the best player in the world again he's just getting outplayed by the guys around him. And I think that's all it is. They're, they're blowing guys, like they blew the Broncos off the park. So there wasn't much need for the, the dirty work that Brown provides. So they just got to give it to the other guys. So um, in close affairs, he'll be fantastic. It might be a bit of a closer affair against, they play the Knights, I believe, in round 13, who should only be missing Ponga from that side. Um, and Dan Safidi. 
um, mm. actually, from the, the engine room. Clem is kind of on the out of origin, so he'll still be there and, and the rest of the team should be as, as named. So it could be a tougher game that week, but the Eels themselves won't be missing too many players either. How about Billy Kicker and Ryan Madison, mate? They, they were guns three weeks ago on this list. Kickow, yeah, Rocks and Diamonds, and Maddo easing himself back in off the bench this week. So, yeah, concussion history and all that sort of thing, not boding well for him. But, I mean, those kind of guys, if they're at the right price, could be value picks for round 13. Yeah, absolutely. Maddo's going to be very cheap in two weeks' time. He's got a 35 in his, I guess, early rolling average and whatever mm. he scores off the bench this week. So coming into round 10, round 11, he's going to be nice and juicy for a pickup. Kickout, he's, he's he's a weird one. He can destroy got teams when he's on, um, put up really big scores, but otherwise he just goes missing. And I think he's only playing 55 to 60 minutes a game at the moment. Mm. It's not great, yeah. He's um, just off the park at random times. When he's on, he looks very dangerous, but it's few and between he actually crosses the stripe but again i point out that you've got to go weird in these rounds you've got to go guys that have the potential to go big um and they're not going to break your bank i sort of guess but a guy like kick a guy like uh Matto could be absolutely golden for that round and if you're like me and you're going terribly you got to target these guys no matter you know if they're going to be long-term holds or not you just have to find some bodies to fill uh in and around that forward pack center wing mate i think we're a little bit lucky and some of the more popular sort of guys are going to play that round 13 week a lot of the tigers and titans who we've got in penrith uh, if you've got a few of their guys but i mean some of the guns brian toto obviously uh no Luma, who we've got last week hoping for bigger things from him and a guy like brian kelly maybe even tyron peachy that you can fill into that center wing. I think, having a look at my team currently, there's about five or six of them that are playing 13, so pretty stacked there, right? Yeah, there's heaps. Um, not to, And that's not mentioning the Dane Lorries of the world, who you got from the start, if you still got a hold mm. of him. Um, if Ferguson doesn't get picked up, you got Mike Acevo as well, who just put on a monster game against the Broncos. So there's, a, there's plenty of options there and plenty of good options all of a sudden in your center wing. I think that's an easy one as well because, I mean, you can pick cheapies in there and they might fall over. It's probably less risky to go that way as well rather than try and bring in genuine uh, premium guns for that week. But center wing is probably going to be an easy one to fill. The five-eighth half spot. So, obviously, a lot of popular Supercoach players are also going to play Origins. If you look, Cleary, he'll play Munster. Um, Walker. Uh, Mitch Moses. Well. He- yeah, Walker. Yeah, thank you for that. But if you have a look around some of the other options for that 13-week, Jerome Luai, he's been touted as a possible play for the Blues, so he'll probably be in that extended squad. So who knows what to go on with him. Jerome Hughes, interesting pickup. I think I bought him for a bye week a few years back, and he didn't uh, disappoint, so that was pretty handy from him. Mitch Moses, I mean, there's a guy who's been down on his form but bounced back a little bit, flat-track bully uh, against the Broncos last week. He's in the 400. So he might be a very juicy pickup if you're trading out Nathan Cleary or someone along that those lines for him. So half five eight is going to be a little bit harder to fill, but I think we almost have to to, to put a 17 together. So Tyson is there Gamble. a name? Well, yeah, we talked about him last night, 183K Jewel. Yeah, freebie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do you see many points coming out of him? No, there? no, I do not. But <laughs> if you need some cash and a warm body that you mentioned before, Tyson Gamble. Yeah. Well, and as you said, that, we'll if have you're a, still there in six weeks' time. Yeah, I haven't deleted, found that delete team, that elusive delete team button. Ash Taylor, <laughs> another name. So there's a, there's a stack of sort of mid-range guys you might have to take a punt on or a Tyson Gamble, as you said. So um, I think I've got four players in there at the moment who will not be playing that 13 weeks. So I'll have to find someone in there over the coming weeks or so to play that 13 because I can't carry two or, or four, uh, basically, AEs or NPRs, I should say, for, for that period. So... Half five eighth, I'm going to have to keep a close eye on. And then for Hooker, um, as we go around the grounds, we've got uh, Reed Marnie, the sole name that I've picked out here. So, uh, unfortunately, finds himself in the same era as Harry Grant and will not play in Origin. But for the Eels, he's scored so many tons. He's yep. been killing it. High price, but, geez, he'll be a very handy also, uh, option. Jaden Braley will be around. Jaden um, Braley, Connor yeah. Watson um, can fill in if he's still running the, in the 17 or, sorry, in the 13. By then, um, yeah, there's some names. Not sure. Um, 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 uh, the cheese, the cheese for the storm. If you're still hanging oh, on yeah. to him, um, he'll be filling in for Harry Grant um, and Appy. Appy Coruscant is making his comeback this week. 
end. And so he'll be fronting up for the Panthers. He won't be lining up behind Cook or anything like that. So, yeah, he's uh, another genuine premium option to that you could run there. I don't mind Appy actually now that you mention it because he's a guy who's going to lose some cash over the coming weeks, probably firm in if they're keeping him, uh, his stints short on the park. Or, and if he's sort of building into that 80-minute role again, he could be it's just such a huge pickup and someone that you can then carry. So as you said, not just a warm body. He'll be someone that you can generally then play uh, maybe up until that round 17 uh, week or beyond. So that's sort of almost saving you of a trade if you reckon Appy can bounce back, but you know, a lot of question marks about him but, and a lot of question marks about the buyers anyway, but we've gone through them in, in quite a bit of detail here, but I think it's just important to keep those sort of players in mind as you make some calls over the coming month or so. You've got uh, plenty of time to build a decent side, and I think if you're going to take this competition and give it a real good shake, I think you've got to really attack, say, 16, 17. I think that's where I'm going to land. What about you? Yeah, I think this is uh, coming into round 13, as we spoke about. There's a lot of options there in the premium category, so it's going to be a pretty popular round to target. A lot of guys will be going at the same rate. If you can put up a decent score and then still get a very strong round 17 team, that's going to be the moving week, I feel like. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's the challenge is going to be having your guns for round 13 and then whether you trade those guns out to round 17 guns and don't have them for the, the run home. So, it's like limited trades and whatnot. So, mm. it's picking the right guns to move on from. Yep. And if you're doing this strategy as well, this sort of going hell for leather at the buyers, you really got to just basically ride your luck for the rest of the year because you're not going to have a lot of trades. I think that's the trade-off uh, to yeah, pardon the, the pun there, but you've got to really um, make a call whether you're going to go hard at the buyers or serve save trades for the run home. No, so, I mean, both absolutely. Are- and there's so many coaches at the moment that are going to every single week um, trying to get yeah. the best team possible as soon as possible. So, going that and, you know, we'll talk about the super trade week, but it's a, a bit of extra trades. You're going to be running out just after, you know, round 17, round 18, um, comes back. So you're going to want to have a nice deep squad because injuries and fatigue are going to hit at the back end of the season. If you don't have any trades, you're going to be in trouble. And one name before we move off round 13 and onto that super trade week, as you mentioned, is Nico Hines. You and I, in our three-way with Benny G that never made it to air, uh, called him out as a genuine option last week and 100 points, lo and behold, oh, 98. But he's going to fill in for Pappenhausen should he, as expected, fill in at that utility role for the Blues. So the way he played over the weekend, it's unreal, this just never-ending um, production line of quality players in this Storm side. And, and Nico Hines is definitely one of them. Yeah. Playing for a contract, he's just fitted in seamlessly they just and looks a genuine feet gun. with fullbacks down there. They, they, they were trying to keep Drinkwater and, um, um, and offload Pappenhausen at one stage, and mm. teams didn't want to take Pappenhausen, so they sent Drinkwater up to you. And can't say that was the wrong decision. So it's just... Gone from Billy Slater to um, Ryan Pappenhausen, and then um, now they've got Nico Hines in the wings. It's uh, it's it's a run that other teams would be absolutely dreaming of. But yeah, so Nick- and they've got uh, they've got the Titans that week as well mm. on that round thirteen. And the Titans you'd expect would be pretty hit. You got you know Fafita gone, Tino gone. Um, you know, maybe not Peachy, Brimson. but Brimson he'll be gone as well. So I mean they're going to be pretty. Hard hit, and they're playing down in Melbourne. So, this could be a game where Melbourne absolutely carve up. So, a Hughes-Hines combo. Yeah, that's exactly right. And cheese. And the cheese. There you go. Can't fit them all in, but we'll try. And as you said, Super Trade Week. Uh, What is that, mate? Um, We get that two-week break in the middle of the year between round 15 and 16. So, that's when Origin 2's on. That's on the Sunday night. Um, you got your internationals that week and and whatever else. So, it's it's an extra bye week. Everyone gets that week off, um, except for the Origin players, obviously. And for Super Coach, that means we get five trades between those two weeks to to freshen up, to, um, as I said, trade out, out those round year. 13 guys that you've just been carrying and, and punch in some round 17 premiums that you're going to run with for the rest of the season. Um, I think the idea is there's a lot of big games that weekend, the internationals, the origins and everything. So there could be some injuries and, and that sort of thing. So um, covering for those players, will, you know, you could need five trades in touch wood. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a week where you can really change your team, get a bunch of guys that you're looking for or, or make a stack of cash. 
Let's move on to uh, the round eight trade talk, mate. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the audio I'm going with for this week. Ralph, mate, you took it to the Twitterverse. You've uh, thrown it out there. What questions do they have and what have they come back with? Yeah, so we had a big one from uh, Rick Bunga, Rick underscore Bunga. Um, and I think he's, about three or four questions. Yeah, he did. Well, he had one double tweet question. So he came up with, you know, the same thing. Ooh, uh, Round 13 approaching and the HIAs and minutes risk, et cetera, et cetera. Um, TKO and Teddy. They're about to plummet in price. Um, he already has Gutho and IPAP. So, he said, who are the targets for fullback and front row forward? Turbo and Hast are the clear popular picks, but are there any pods? Mm, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, should we just start with Teddy as an easy one? I don't yeah. think you can look any further than Turbo, right? Well, Turbo, as you said, it, it's the popular pick. He's already at 34%. So, he had something like 20,000 people trade him in last week at a quick glance before he was on about twelve or thirteen thousand trading him in this week, um, off the back of two huge tons as one sixteen mm. and one eighteen in his two weeks, and he's done so without playing uh, seventy minutes a game. He's just been phenomenal. Um, so I think yeah, it, it goes without saying he's got a great break even this week, and he's killing it all that. He bit tougher opposition. Um, so I think that's right. Yeah. To never- yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't think twice about trading him in if you didn't have him. But I mean, Rick said he's got Gutho in his side, but that's a name. I mean, if you're tossing up between the two, I think you'd go Turbo, right? I would. He's something close to 100k cheaper. He's got mm. a negative 34 break even, um, and he's got a pretty decent run. After the Panthers, he plays the Warriors, Broncos, Eels, and Knights before leading into the round 13. Um, origin buy period for the Eagles. So it's a good run for him and, and the Eagles. Uh, so there's every chance he's bagging another three or four tons along the way. He, always that injury risk, though. So it is a, a risk bringing him in. you got to just worry about that. But um, again, we, we've referencing physio here. He he said on the Twitter sphere that the first two games back from a hamstring injury are the highest. Uh, rate of reoccurrence, he's gotten through um, and he's got through them unscathed, which is probably why those early um, showers have happened. So now he's um, a lower risk. Um, yeah, it, just grab him. It's a straight swap. There's only 3K difference between the two of them. And so with that, that's Turbo. I think if you don't have him and you need, need to bring him in this week, you absolutely pull the trigger. But if you didn't have Gutho and you had Turbo because you put him in last week, Gutho is definitely a guy I'd be looking to trade out Teddy for. Um, Teddy, I think just there's too many question marks. I think that it's sort of a um, an easy call to make given how far he's fallen. But Gutho, you talked about a good run for, for Manly. Went through this one last week for him as well. He's got the Dogs, Roosters, Warriors, um, Manly, Rabbitohs, Knights, Tigers, Dogs in the next sort of couple of months. So that's a very handy run. Yeah, and on the off chance, he doesn't play Origin. Say, so he's going to be... He's only know. got the Knights if he doesn't actually play Origin. And he was in the centres last year for the entire series. So um, is an incumbent, has been there. Um, whether they want to go a different route with Luttrell now available and and talking about Zach Lomax there as specialist centers, so to speak. Um, so Gutho might be on the out, and if he is, that's a great, great option. Hmm. Yep, I think uh, Gutho, he's got a lot of pluses to him. He's got a couple of tons in a row as well uh, against the Raiders and Broncos. I think it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that Darwin game. Uh, coming up against the Dogs this week, you're on a bit of a high. You'd expect a, a big score, but I've seen these sort of games from Gutho before where he can just go into his shell. Mm-hmm. So hoping that's not the case here. He's definitely on the rise. Um, he's going the opposite direction to Teddy. So I think it, uh, he's a pretty safe bet even if he doesn't play that. Origin game. TKO, uh, another one that Rick mentioned. So, you mentioned Payne Haas. Just just quickly, we talked talked a little bit about Dufty and Edwards before. Um, As far as pods go, they're 1.3% owned for Dufty, and Edwards is only 0.4% owned. Um, And they're averaging 70 points per game each. Um, So, great options. Edwards is a bit cheaper than Teddy. Dufty, you're looking to find... 30k or something to trade him in so they're pretty much like for like averaging good great run um dufty plays the broncos in round 13 where edwards has the tigers and you know the the panthers aren't going to be all that depleted by the um origin break so Mm. both of these guys are really good options 
Yeah, they are. High price though. So, I mean, they're not the same caliber or they haven't got the same ceiling, I would suggest, as some of the, the, the bigger names there. So, I think definitely keep your eye out for them in the weeks leading up to 13. And I, I just briefly thought then about Nico Hines that we talked about, uh, whether or not you'd get him in that fullback spot. But I think the way that that's panning out, the, the profitability you get out of running a, a gun fullback like Edwards or Dufty that week and then keeping Hines up in that center wing is too good to pass on. So I still think he'll score similarly to those sort of guys there. But, geez, it'll be golden if you can get both or two or even three of those guys in out uh, a pinch so fingers crossed as a new guffer and he retains that um uh start well spot in round 13 but geez could be there's quite a few options there i'm looking forward to the challenge tko mate uh get on to him now so we mentioned Payne haas as an option i think he's sort of um bottomed out uh which isn't really that much of a bottom out because he's still hitting 70 78 last week he's got a break even of 83 618k this week so you'd expect him to drop a little bit further uh if he doesn't go ballistic but he's just yeah churning out scores that we haven't seen from front other front rowers in the competition so is now the time to pull the trigger on him or is he a guy that you can sit on because that price isn't going anywhere and pick him up for the run home yeah it's he's someone i was targeting this week but having a look into it He's still in pod territory, 7.8% owned. So, that's only going to go up. He should play Origin, so he'll miss a few games across that break. And his price isn't going to go too far. Um, so, just seeing that he'll miss two, possibly more if he gets rested, might be worthwhile just waiting on him, grabbing someone just who probably won't score as well, but will score for those couple of games. And... Um, or round 13 either, anyway. Um, so, it, it could work out the same as far as overall points go or even a little bit up. So, it's just it, I, someone – it's a, a zig I'm looking at now as opposed to just going the the straight vanilla option. Is there, like, many pods in this front row uh, Ford stocks in Supercoach? I mean, we've had a look at a few of them. Like, uh, I mean, JFH isn't a pod, but there's no one that's really, like, just out, out killing it outside of a Papali, obviously, but no one really. Odd. So, we're looking at sort of 10% and less. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, well, there. you've got Clemmer. Clemmer's dropping in price at the moment. He's under 500K. He's got another uh, 77 break even. He's at 10% owned, averaging just over 60. So, he's kind of dropped off the last few weeks. He's had a couple of low scores, but um, it was a couple of weeks ago. He, he hurt his knee in the game. I can't remember exactly which game it was, but seems to be carrying a bit of a knee complaint. Um, it's a, it's a, a long term issue with him. So it's just about pain management and getting through. But Clem is an option, um, premium option that you could jump on. Um, Lodge is a popular guy. So there was a question, another question came to me, and I'll just bring it up to give the credit where it's due. Um, PJE Pat at PJE Pat. Um, he said, Would you prioritize Sevo or Lodge this week? So, again, we'll get into Sevo a little bit later. I can probably answer that a bit further, but Lodge is an interesting one, only 7% owned at the moment. Um, 370k, 22 break even. Since he's come back from his injury, he scored 41, 54, 62, and 50. So, he's kind of just below you, that's dependable that's, that's dependable. exactly that. right you can play that at a cut price option he's sort of matching jfh at the moment and junior polo uh, at the least so at, at a fraction of the price so he's someone who is worthwhile looking at and jumping on um if you want a warm body so to speak and but he's going to be just a bit better than that hmm yeah, I mean, it's a, for him anyway, I mean, pushing out 50s and then you compare it to a guy like Kotokamanu or Leniu, who you might be, um, and that may be the reason that Pat's trying to tra- trade him or Sivo in. But I mean, for the sake of, say, 15 or so points, if you've got other fires to put out, I think it's still safe to play a, one of those cheapy guys. But I mean, I kind of like Lodge for his value there. If you've got the ability to move someone on, you know, as poor of a human as, as Lodge is. I was say, you said you kind of like Lodge. I was like, yeah, super coach only. But um, I think the front row is just so, you know, just dead this year. There's been that few genuine guns uh, performing well and consistently. Yeah. Just so many that have fallen off the radar. Payne Haas would be about the lone hand there. But if I'm going to go back just to the original question, TKO, like I reckon that's 
I'm actually holding him. I don't know if um, I'm in the, the lone boat there, but we often talk about guns only lose value once you trade them out. So if you keep them in for you know the duration, they don't lose anything. You don't need to look at break-evens. You don't need to look at price, anything like that. And if you look at his scores before that um, week where he picked up the rib injury, he was still knocking out 60s and 70s. That's like, right. We might have had a bit kicking. higher expectations. Yes. Boyd by the goal and he's going to keep awesome to have. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he so why are we moving him on? Well, he copped a low minute, low point game because of the injury. Um, named on the interchange at the moment, so possibly going to be eased back as well. People are worried about the price drop. So, he's 108 break even, which um, he won't hit, barring something crazy happening. Um, but it's another one of those, if you've got a keeper, the price drop doesn't matter. Exactly. And I think he is a keeper. I think the way he's, he's churned out those scores, like he hasn't killed it. But in the front row, that's keeper scores this year. In 2021, that's, he's you know, not that's matching right. it quite so, with Haas, but at his best he can. Through those five weeks um, before he got hurt, he was averaging 70.6 points per game. That's definitely keeper territory. Yeah, I think his, his base needs to lift. I think having a look at some of his minutes have been a bit erratic and um, it definitely helped along by a few attacking stats um, here and there. But And the goal kicking, obviously. But I reckon Tikau, in terms of out-and-out options, I think just ignore that break even if you don't have to trade him out. Uh, I think coming off the bench, he's going to score, what, at a, a pinch you'd hope around a 40 or thereabouts, which... Potentially. You know, so you can- he's going to drop some cash, which is probably good news for anyone who doesn't have him, but... Um, if you've got him, it probably won't be too long before he's healthy and starting and kicking again. So you'll be wanting to get back those 70s. As you said, you may as well hold him. You might miss him for round 13, but you're going to have him for round 17. And you're not wasting two trades to get him back. No, love it. I definitely agree. I'm, I've reconsidered the whole trade out of him. I think he's just too valuable to have, having a look at some of those stats. Just, um, Anything else on those questions? Are you going yeah, just another guy who just caught my eye is Mo Fodawaker. Um, a bit cheaper and a bit of a higher break even, but he's only owned by 1.2% and he's scoring at 59 points per game at the moment. And as we mentioned before, no Fafita, no Tino um, in round 13. So Mo's every chance of a really big game minutes-wise in that one. And if he can go at his usual 1.1, 1.2 points per minute, um, you could have a a sneaky premium for that week not a bad shout if he doesn't play Origin, if. being a one-game superstar last right. year. That's an if. So, But, um, yeah, it's just someone that sort of jumped out at me as I was just scrolling through. No, not a bad shout. There are a couple of bad minute games. But, yeah, no, he's, he's rattled off some decent scores there. And as you said, he'll probably be needing to take the reins of that forward pack with the, the guns that they all have out. So, I mean, he's definitely a guy he'd probably trade in in that round 12 week having known the well, the round 13 week having known what the teams are so yeah you definitely want to keep an eye because i don't think his price will move too much so interesting um any other new questions mate um i had one aimed i guess at me personally um mm. ouch yeah no not not a bad one um there was a couple about sevo actually um so we'll touch on sevo a little bit but um, again, Rick came back with another question. Who are my top three captain options for round 13? Assuming there's no big surprises for state of origin or injuries. So I had a quick look ahead, um, and I was doing this anyway, but, um, with the matchups and the premiums and whatnot, I really, I couldn't split these two guys. So I'm going with a one, a one B type scenario, but Jerome Luai, Brian Toto can, if they don't get picked for origin, um, and they're going to be playing uh, West Tigers. Did I get Oof. that right? Yeah, so West Tigers. Um, the only guy that we're realistically going to be missing from that Panthers side is Cleary, um, Capewell 2 potentially. But, I mean, as far as the Panthers go, that's not a huge loss for them. So, Luai and To'o are just going to dominate that game. They'll be huge plays um, coming into that week. Um we spoke about Dufty before coming up against the Broncos who have just been destroyed this mm. year. Um, I think It's a great week to use the VCC. Huge. You almost get just two shots at it. Hey? Huge. Um, I just looked at the Broncos. Against the Broncos, um, fullbacks have scored 75, 18, 36, 197, 138, a 39 for Stephen Crichton, and then 124 to Clint Gutherson. So, 
if you're going to be missing what Payne Haas, um, possibly TPJ, if he gets a call up, unlikely, I know, but if uh, it's a weaker Broncos side and Dufty's going to run right through him. Hmm. Yeah, especially if, like if VC Dufty's almost unquestioned, like you just would go it surely in that first to. game there and then Panthers and Tigers, that could absolutely leak some points there. Three night games and one day game, Knights and Eels. Um, obviously, Pong is going to play anyone in that game. I mean, Gutho, if he plays in an afternoon game against um, a, not a depleted Knights, but I guess, you know, a Knights team struggling. Yeah, if you want a safety option, so you go to VC and it doesn't work for you. Ryan Madison will be back. Um, if he's healthy, he's going to be a great option. Um, or Mitch Barnett, he'll have more than likely have the kick in again with, without Ponga. So Barnett should be goal-kicking for that week only. Um, not a bad shout for another safer option. Yeah. I mean, I reckon I'm just looking at that Storm Titans game. We said before, Nico Hines, Jerome Hughes, they could go absolutely massive in this one here. I think it was at the Dragons Storm one year. They played in the bye week, and I think the score was 52 to yep. 34 or something the like Storm that. Storm just, just a deep. So you'd be missing Harry Grant, but you've got the cheese stepping up. You're missing... Pappenhausen and Nico Hines is there. Munster's out. Um, I'm sure they'll have some sort of superstar Benji Marshall type coming in. So it's just, yeah, you can't miss. Uh, next question, mate. What do you got? Um, where do you find the delete team button? And that was from a young up-and-comer um, by the name JT250SC. So, oh, great name. Yeah. Tremendous name. Yeah, yeah. yeah where is that bad boy? No, Looking it, all over for <laughs> it. is in there. You go into settings um, and there is a delete team button. Remove my entry down on the right-hand side. So, oh, lovely. So, it exists. It does exist. So, if you're really at that stage at the moment, go up to settings, uh, scroll down, find, remove my entry. You can... Oh, lovely. I'm not at that stage yet. It's a long lives. season. <laughs> Long season. I just need to give more credit to the boys or something like that. I need to uh, cheer him up. I need to grab the jersey like Kevy did. That seemed to work for him. Uh, we'll see. Long season ahead, but maybe not delete team territory just yet. Uh, just had a quick one in as we went to air from one M Gill. Uh, he's asked, "Are we in for the Ippy Cup? Oh, Ipswich Cup race day? Definitely. <laughs> I think that goes without saying. Surely." Uh, grow your mullet out, mate. Otherwise, you'll look very, very silly turning up to there, having been there a couple of years ago. So, shout out to anyone at the Ipswich Cup, Lakey, Gill, Wenon, and I will all be there. So, look for the Ranger drinking UDLs and come say hello to Wenon. Uh, do you have any legitimate super coach ones, mate, before we go to no. work? As I said, there was a few questions about Sevo, so we'll touch on him a little bit. Um, Obviously went bananas against the Broncos on the weekend. But my question for anybody considering Sevo is, were you looking at him before that Broncos game? Because I know he mm. wasn't on my radar. He um, has been really struggling. Before that game, he was averaging 49 for the year. Um, he scored 33 77, 67, 27 against the Tigers, 34 and 54, leading up to that big Broncos game. So, Bagged a triple, which he's capable of doing, um, has the ceiling, has a low break even, and all the, you know, the great super coach qualities. But are you happy to ride with the 30s and 40s between his potential big tons every now and then? So last year, I've actually pulled up his stats. So you all remember, I had to sit through this effing thing with a Broncos mate of mine, but the Cowboys getting absolutely rolled by Parramatta at. Uh, Wank best. He scored 145 on us, I think three or four tries. It was incredible. Uh, similar effort to the way he dismantled the Broncos. Have looking, Having a look at his scores following that game, 39, 25, 76, 7, uh, 32, 40. So, like, it goes on. He just he did not turn up once after that. He's, he had a top score of 76, another of 69, everything else below 60. He went terribly. And similarly before that, I mean, he was a little better last season in the early days. But, geez, there's something just... Not consistent about him. You have a look at his run stats. They were they've been okay to start the year as well. It's not like he hasn't been doing work. It's just not uh, they don't want to go down his edge. They're going down Fergo's well, edge. Even and, that, I guess. Yeah. Fergo had such a bad year last year, and the only thing that changed from a twenty twenty uh, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty was Madison got put on the right edge inside of Fergo. So the ball would get out to Madison, and we know his work rate and and his. Um, what he does, but he doesn't. He wasn't passing right very often, so they've switched him over to the left now. And I know he's only played a, 
a game and a half, but could that be a factor in limiting Sivo for the um, future if he gets his starting spot back? And it just seems like Fergo's the winger to own this year. He's, um, you know, Sivo got all the accolades, but Fergo put 75 points up without too many attacking stats last weekend. He didn't score a try. He just had a very solid game. Maybe it's the, the miracle tonic of uh, the Cardi party. He didn't Could have that be. last year. Is, is this the unleashing of the dynamic duo of Sivo and the party? Well, they all went left, didn't they? And they all put up huge tons. Gutho scored down that left side as well. We had a 124. So maybe it was the opposition. Let's just say hypothetically it was the opposition that allowed it. <laughs> oh, maybe we'd be cheering. And, oh, maybe Cardi. We never mentioned his name in the perspectives for that round Can 13. We all Cardi for Magic Round? That would, oh, that would truly be magic. Absolutely love it, mate. Uh, we might go to a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk through uh, any last-minute trade-in, trade-outs that we've got here, and then uh, who we're captaining for round eight. And that have a quick look at the top tens for the week. We'll be back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Alrighty, Lakey, back to almost wrap this one up here, talking about round eight for you and I. Who's on your chopping block and trading targets this week? And. If Josh Curran isn't at the top of the trade-in list, then something is wrong, honestly. He's just, uh, we found out last night, he's been cleared. And um, just bringing up his break-even, it's... Negative 58. It's massive. Thank you. Absolutely massive. 203K, negative 58. Have to get him. Absolutely have to get him. Um, And I'm prioritizing him over Jake Simpkin this week. I know a lot of people are tossing up uh, the both of them. If you don't have fires to put out like me, you probably can do... Uh, that safe play if you haven't already. But uh, between him and Simpkin, I think less question marks seemingly about Curran. He just looks so good out there. He looks ridiculous. And he's getting through. He scored 55 last week, just basically all in work. Um, not too many attacking stats. He's just, uh, it, I mean, we came into the year expecting him to be the starter anyway. It's taken him a little while to get that, but he doesn't look like he's going to lose it based on the form. Simpkin is another great option, um, but a 50 six and a 45 i think he had it's um solid very solid but not quite the levels of what um curran's put up in his two games so yeah you're right i'd prioritize curran if you don't have either um being the difference in break even simpkin's not likely to go up as much as curran is um Mm. but you definitely have to look at both of them I mean, he had negative 10 points last week with the sin bidding, so 65 there plus the extra minutes. So, I mean, he had a 77 the week before. The thing that I'm you're just not certain of yet is whether he's still going to get 80 minutes each week. No, that round six right. game we against the Dragons was... last week. But, um, yeah, the concern for me leading into last week was would Bailey Sirenin, um get promoted on game day? Would he take some of his time? And neither of those happened. So, Curran, to my untrained, uneducated eye, has won the spot on form, on merit, and um, if he, the way if he keeps playing the way he is, he would be hard pressed to lose it. I mean, they got thumped by Melbourne, absolutely thumped, and he still put up a very good, solid score. So he's doing that just off his own back. Um, yeah, you've got to get Karen in. Uh, who are we trading him out for? Uh, in for? I believe at the moment, and it was a really nice trade. Tell me, like I. 
I got tingles up my if spine. If you say so yourself. Yeah, it was um, Charlie Staines. So I managed to oh. move him, got Capel down into the center wing finally and brought in Curran. So as I said, gave me some warm and fuzzies and I have been on a high all week. I think for anyone listening out there, you have got to play Charlie Staines this week, right? Surely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the week. This is the week playing against Man. And like three or four weeks ago, I would have held him for all money playing against Manly, but they look a top eight side when when Turbo's running around. Hmm. They look a different side. Yeah, mate. I'm uh, putting three tries plus uh, bet on as we speak right there. I think that's always been the worry for me with Staines. I've still got him. Still got him after this week, and I just think it's going to be that week you trade him out. It's, it's one of those be. things yep. in Supercoach. It's just superstition. It makes no sense, but it's going to happen. So anyway, I look forward to his 100 on my reserves list there. Uh, who's your second trade, if any? Um, I am looking at the Teddy trade. I'm less um, sure about pulling the trigger on that because we know what Teddy can do and blah, 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 blah. But I do think he'll miss. And if he does, going to go straight to turbo. It's, um, as I said, it's money for money. Um, but at the, the way Teddy is playing and being played at the moment with the new halves and, um, teams focusing in on him, he just doesn't seem to have the same impact that he did last year. So, um, happy to ride, uh, low game with turbo this week for a greater outcome. And as I said, I grabbed Ponga last week, the same thing, thinking that Penrith would limit him, but he'd be great over the, over the next five or six weeks. Um, and I'll do the same with Turbo. Don't mind at, at all, mate. I'm bringing in the exact same players, except for my, in my case, I'm trading out Spencer Leniu. I did talk about warm bodies in Origin week, but I mean, Leniu, yeah, he's just not getting minutes. He's going to lose cash. He's made 60-odd grand. Um, He's got a break even of 53 this week, getting 20 minutes. It's just not enough off the bench. Obviously, the the pen with a side are well stocked in the forwards. So I just can't see much uh, left in the tank for Leniu. I think he's had a good first stint, but he's just uh, bleeding cash. So it was either him or, or Toikamana. We started the year, uh, started the year, started the pod saying that um, I'd be holding on to him unless something happened. And this is a trade that I would absolutely do that for. Like Curran's someone who you can play in 17 at the moment um, based on what he's had, and he's someone who's going to make a ton of cash. I'm not going Schuster on him. I'm going to absolutely get him in and um, yep. ride it till it's dry. Love it, mate. Love uh, yeah, riding dry. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I need Werner to handle that one. Um, <laughs> it means I'm having to take TKO in my front row rotation or, or Tokamano. Um, TKO, I reckon I could get a 40 out of him, which I'd take in this case. But I'm not missing out on current. As you said, I think he's just too good to pass on. A captains and vice captains for this week, mate. I've gone Cleary. I think he's uh, a great shout, um, despite... A more tough opposition than we might have thought coming into the round with Manly on a run here, but I reckon he could do pretty well. He's again at home, or he's at uh, Bathurst in the daytime. So could uh, could hopefully with a nice dry track, could leak plenty of points there. So I'll VC him. And I've got the C on Clint Gatho, my boy, uh, backing him for three in a row against the Dogs. Um, I don't think he'll go quite ballistic as he did against the Broncos, Bulldogs, played a little bit better, but I think he's definitely going to do uh, good things again, and so I'm backing him in. Uh, what about you? Uh, for me, I've gone with Cody Walker as the VC on Thursday night, as um, playing in fullback, playing against the Raiders, and they're allowing big points to um, the custodians every week. Just um, pulling up the stats as we speak, uh, 75.4 points per game to fullbacks this year. So that includes a Roger Tuavasa Sheck, 133, uh, Clint, first ton of the year last week, and Val Holmes just knocked over a 97 last week. So um, I'm really liking Cody to put on a big game against the Raiders. If he doesn't, I got Fafita on Friday night against the Broncos. Um, hmm. Hasn't steered me wrong really yep. this year. Uh-huh. That's going to go well. <laughs> Look forward to copying, you know, at least the Bron- uh, hopefully. Broncos get dusted anyway because that makes it a little more palatable than Fafita absolutely tearing it up and, and uh, the Broncos winning. So, anyhow, hopefully one way or the other, I'm uh, smiling at the end of that one. Mate, we'll go quickly through the top 10 trade-in, trade-outs. We won't go through them all. I'm just having a look at some of the popular trade options. Obviously, Teddy, uh, he's gone. Simpkins in, Turbo's in, Curran's in. Go on the list here, Pangai, TPJ. So, uh, we did mention him at the the top of the pod as being a guy you should keep a lookout for for that mm-hmm. round 13 week. People have seen uh, a lot to like in that 100 points he got through 80 minutes 
last yep. week. My only concern is, uh, you know, is that going to sap the energy out of him? And is the 80-minute role uh, his for the long term? That's the concern I have. Um, he's been bounced around already this year. So, you know, started at prop for a few weeks, then went to the bench, then played at lock. Now he's replaced Ricky on the right, um, who's now back in anyway. But, yeah, it's yeah. it's been a funny ride with TPJ. He was a must-have at the start of the year and then fell away. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see the appeal. Um, he had 100 against the Titans in round two, who's playing again this week, but they came courtesy of a try on the death. And um, then he's got a, a pretty decent run, your boys, the following weekend. Um, Flogging. Yeah, that's it. So you, you're informed now too, so it should be Certainly. brutal. Uh, uh, the other guy is number seven, Nico Hines. I don't think I'd be going him this week. I think he's a round 13 play because Pappenhausen comes back and Hines goes back to the bench, right? Yes, true. I can see the appeal. Uh, center wing. Sub 300, negative five break even based um, back on what he had. The next two against the Sharks and Rabbits are a little bit tougher, um, but he should have the starting spot locked up for those two before Papi comes back for a couple of weeks. Um, if he does come back when expected, you know, we, we're only expecting him to miss the one game, but it's, it's ballooned out a little bit. But, yeah, definitely be looking at him for round 13. I think he, he'll make a stack of cash over the next couple of weeks and probably drop a stack over three weeks as well. Number eight traded in is fullback only Reese Walsh, 173K, yeah, named at 5'8 this week. So the interesting one there. I think fullback's too important to be playing around with the cheapies. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Maybe they've just fallen in love with him like I have. He's... Um, <laughs> He'd say very likely tired, but he's just yeah, he is gorgeous. He has eyes that you get lost oh, in. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's um I mean he's got a bit of an easier comp this week, doesn't he? Mm, yeah, potentially, but I don't know. I just I think you've got to have a, a couple of weeks to watch Definitely. for him there. And mate. say if he was a center wing or a half, he's playing in the halves at this week, so if he was a five eight, you'd be loving it. But um just fullback. ignoring your little slide against the boys there, mate. <laughs> Fullback's too valuable a position to to go someone uh, so unexperienced. Love it, mate. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the pod. Anything last minute before we recap and move on? I don't think so. Just It's it's getting towards that time now that, so we've spoken about it at length, but if you're going to be making trades, keep round 13 in mind. Um, Love it. Absolutely. I think that's such a crucial week in terms of Supercoach and moving up the rankings. I think it's a make or break kind of year. And I like it. It throws the competition wide open. Looking forward to it. Uh, latest update on Ipswich Cup, mate. Uh, Gil's just booked it in anyway. So didn't even need an answer while we're going to air. We're not live. So he didn't know what we were saying. But yeah, absolutely, Gil. We'll see you there. Mullets and Magic Round coming up. We're all going to be at Magic Round too. So um, every it Certainly will. I think last time. For a beer. We did. Last time, I think it was the Newstead Brewery. So anyone in town, uh, just float around, look for the very hungover guy wearing a cowboy shirt. That will be uh, Wenon, and I'll be the guy also wearing the cowboy shirt. Very chipper. Good to go. Love it, mate. Anyway, thanks very much, Lakey. It's been a big uh, big week. Good to have you on last night. Good to have you on again. I hope all is well, and I'll see you in a few weeks. That's good. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium.